Hi, you're listening to a podcast brought to you by the teaching team at New Life in North Lincolnshire. New Life is committed to helping transform people and transform places through the love and power of Jesus Christ. We hope you, in some small way, will be blessed and transformed by this message. not with pie in my face, although that was a very enjoyable moment, being able to pie Mark in the face. But uh, yeah, when the message came through the, um, the WhatsApp chat this week, that is Pastor's Challenge and uh, Pastor Russ and Sarah away, so that left me, Sam and Dan. So I graciously left it up to Dan and Sam to do, knowing that I was preaching. But I get the absolute privilege today of just talking for a few minutes and kicking off our new Christmas series all about the family. Each week we're going to take a different member of that first Christmas family. And I get the the privilege today um, of looking at Mary. And Mary, I mean, every character is important in that Christmas story because if you didn't have one of them, it wouldn't have happened. But Mary is the one who right at the start was so key and so instrumental in um, seeing that very first Christmas come about. And so I want to read to you just a few verses from the book of Luke, chapter 1. It says this, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Mary asked the angel, but how will this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. So this is where we first meet Mary. And if ever you've seen any nativity plays, Mary is always dressed in blue with a white tea towel on her head. And she's normally sweeping or sewing or doing something. The Bible doesn't make it clear what she was doing when this angel steps into her world and delivers this message from God. Now, when we read that Mary was engaged to Joseph, we kind of look at that through our cultural lens. And we think, well, to get engaged, somebody's obviously proposed to somebody in a romantic way. They put a ring on it, and they're going to like now plan their wedding. And if in that engagement time, whether that's a few months or some people have a very long engagement, if one or other party thinks, do you know what, actually, I'm not too sure, you can quite easily call the engagement off, give the ring back, no harm done. Now, I'm not advocating you do that, because when you propose, make sure that they are the right one. But that's kind of what our culture accepts. Engagement, in some senses, can be a bit, leave it or take it. In this culture, that wasn't what engagement was about. The Bible, the word actually is betrothed. Mary was betrothed to Joseph. And in the Jewish um, custom and in the law, that year of engagement, it was usually a year, and it was legally binding And you would need a divorce to nullify it. So throughout that year when Mary was betrothed to Joseph, she would be living at home. But to all intents and purposes, she would be known as Joseph's wife. This wasn't just a, well, actually, I'm not too sure today. Let's call it off. She was Joseph's wife until the marriage was consummated when the wedding day actually happened. So that was where Mary finds herself. And she'd got her life mapped out. She knew she was going to marry Joseph. She knew her life would become 
um, just like any other Jewish girl in that sense. They would be married, she would bring, bear him children, and that's where her life was headed. That was her plan. And into that, God himself sends an angel to come and meet with Mary, whatever she was doing at that time. And God gives Mary, he, he asks something of Mary. Now, we don't read it as a question. We don't read that the angel says, would you like to have God's son? The angel says, this is what God's message to you is you will conceive and have the son of God. But you see, Mary had a choice because Mary could have said, mm, no thanks, not for me. So God makes an ask of Mary. He makes an ask, this is my plan for you. Will you accept it? Will you bear my son? Will you be the mother of the son of God? The Bible says that Mary had found favor Something about the way she lived, something about her heart, something about the faith that she had, God looked down on the earth and when he was searching, who could bear, who could be the mother of my son, something about Mary sparked an interest because she, the Bible says she found favor with God. But you see, Mary was given a choice. Does she stick with what she's planned? A baby right now was not on that agenda. She's not fully married to Joseph yet. Does she stick with, well, this is where I'm headed. This is where my life's mapped out. Or does she say yes? Because saying yes is going to raise a few eyebrows. Saying yes is going to cause maybe some ridicule. Saying yes maybe mean that Joseph walks away. Saying yes could mean she's shunned by her community. Saying yes could bring shame on her family. What does she do? Now, you see, for me, I'm not always very good at making choices, not always very good at making decisions. Some stuff I'm fine with, but some stuff. I'm just get a little illustration of that. I tend to live in boots. They're like my footwear, boots or flip-flops or sandals in the summer. And this summer just gone, we were going camping in the UK. So the weather was not going to be hot enough for flip-flops. The weather was not, the forecast was not looking good. But, and we were camping on a farm, so I didn't really want to be like walking around a farmyard in flip-flops. But neither did I want to go camping in my boots. So I said to Mark, I need like a midway pair of something. So he's like, trainers. That'd be a good idea, trainers. So in the goodness of his heart, it was a Sunday afternoon, he went to a well-known sports shop in Scunthorpe Town Centre and bought me a pair of trainers. And I said to him, I'm a size 7. I've always been a size 7. Pick me any, I trust you. So he came home, <coughs> some lovely size 7 trainers. I put them on and they're just a little bit tight. And I'm thinking, oh no, because we are now going camping tomorrow. It's Sunday afternoon, shop shut at four. These are feeling a little bit tight. No worries, let's head on back to the shop and change them for a size eight. So that's what we do, we head there. But the difficulty is they didn't just have a size eight, they had a size seven and a half as well. Now, some of you are sitting there thinking, well, just try one on and whichever one fits. But for me, I want to know I'm getting the absolute best. So I put the seven and a half on. I think, okay, yep, these are all right. But what if the eight is slightly better? So the seven and a half comes off and the eights go on. And like, oh, yeah, these have got lots of room. But what if they stretch? And I can hear my mum's voice in my head. It's leather. It'll give. <laughs> but let's put the seven and a half. And I kid you not, I had the seven and a halfs on. I had them off. I had the eights on. I had one seven and a half, one eight. I was walking around the shop. I lost Mark. He just walked away. And I could, I'm not very good at making those, those choices. I should say I stuck with the eight and they've been the best thing I've ever bought. But hey-ho. Mary had a choice. What does she do? Does she say yes with all the cost that that might involve or does she stick with what she has planned? And Mary's first reaction to God's request is, 
how can this even happen? Like, God, I, I, I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't understand. How can this happen? And I love that the angel just brings a bit of revelation and says, listen, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. God will come upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit will enable you to do what God is asking. And as we know, Mary's response was, yes. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you said about me come true. What a woman. What a woman to sacrifice the life that she had planned in order to be a part of God's story. But I wonder what about you and what about me? See, Mary was chosen. She was the chosen one to have the Son of God. What if you were chosen? What if God himself or sent his angel to come to you and said, I've got an ask to make of you? What, what would you say? What would I say? Well, newsflash, you have been chosen. You are chosen, not to birth and bring the Son of God into the world, but to bring the kingdom of God into your world. You are chosen. God makes an ask of you. He says, listen, you are mine. I love you. You, I, you have found favor because you are made in my image. Will you live in a way that brings my kingdom? Will you live in a way that's maybe not how you would planned it, but will you live in a way that brings my way of doing things into this world? Will you bring the kingdom of God? So where everybody else, where there's bitterness, will you bring joy? Where there's despair, will you bring hope? Where people pull down and, and speak negative, will you encourage and speak well? And I know we can sit in church and say, yeah, yeah, I'll do all of that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do all of that. But actually, thinking about those everyday circumstances, are you in those moments choosing to say, God, I will bring your kingdom into the here and now? I'm just going to pray because something's going on there, but we'll keep the focus here. So Jesus, we just pray for wisdom, whatever's going on there with um, what's happening. Jesus, just come now, we pray, and bring your peace and um, bring your goodness and just give wisdom to those people dealing with you. Pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's stay focused on Mary because they've got lots of people there sorting it out. So kingdom living. Kingdom living is about saying, this is how the world does things, but God, you're asking me to do this. This is how the world chooses to do things, but God, you've chosen me to bring your kingdom into the here and now. And listen, when Mary said yes, it was one simple act of obedience that allowed her to play her part in the most profound and significant event in history. Mary's yes led to her being able to hold the Son of God, kiss the face of God, feed the Son of God. That was one simple yes, but had such a profound effect. And I want to ask you today, what might your yes lead to? What might your yes, when you have a choice to be kind or unkind, what might your yes lead to you might think that's really simple it is but sometimes kingdom living can be simple and this and we are in a family service today kids you can do this you can live the kingdom way when your friends have been unkind to each other you can be kind when your friends are not listening to the teacher and have just been rude and challenging you can set a good example kingdom living is for all ages if we know and follow Jesus so what might your yes lead to you know, the beautiful thing is that when God makes an ask, when God makes a request, he empowers us by the Holy Spirit to do it. Mary was chosen 
And she said yes, and she was empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I want to challenge you this morning, church, leave you with this. You are chosen. You have been chosen to live out the kingdom of God in your world and to bring his goodness and to bring his light. What effect could that have on your world? Let's take a minute to pray. You know, when we say yes, sometimes there's a cost, but ultimately it always leads to blessing. Sometimes it will cost us in our time, maybe a bit of street cred or reputation as we choose to set a different example, but it's always blessing. It cost Mary to say yes, but she is called, she's known as blessed because she allowed God to come in and invade her world. And church, we have that choice today. And so, Father God, I pray right now for everybody who is within earshot of me, whether that's here or online. Father, help us to choose to be bearers of your kingdom. Help us to choose to bring your kingdom here into our world. Help us to choose to bring light and life and goodness and generosity and kindness. Help us to choose to bring love and hope and peace, the hallmarks of your kingdom. Thank you so much, Jesus, that you were willing to become human. Thank you, you were willing to be born as a vulnerable baby so that we could know what it is to know you and be known by you. Help us to choose you and to say yes to your requests. In your name we ask this, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from New Life in North Lincolnshire. To find out more, do visit us online at newlifechurch.uk or why not pay us a visit? We'd love to see you.